0: Welcome back, friends. It's another episode of Doable Discipleship. My name is Doug Jones. And I'm Jason Wieland. And this is a Saddleback Church podcast designed to help you deepen your friendship with God, or as we like to call it,
1: the show that helps you defeat Thanos.
0: <laughs> That's an interesting segue. Yes. <laughs> by the time this... As we record, we are anxiously away. awaiting just days away from our pre-purchase tickets to see... I have two more Avengerless NBA. days. I have four more Avengerless I days. Know. I can't I'm see gonna, it until Sunday.
1: I'm going to oh, really struggle holding back texting you. And then by the time this airs, we will have already seen it. And, and so have you, probably. Yeah, and,
0: and you listening probably have by now, too, <laughs> if you're one of the gajillions of people who buy your tickets pre-sale. Yeah. Anyway, we wouldn't normally uh, digress so quickly onto
1: <laughs> pop culture <laughs> topics, but we're a little excited about that just a tad.
0: Uh, but
1: what are we more excited about? a couple of announcements that Jason's got. Uh, Yeah, these are the most exciting things. Coming up this very weekend, May 4th and May 5th, we have two fantastic uh, opportunities for you. First of all, I'll start on May 5th, uh, the Sunday. I'll do Sunday first. Sunday, May 5th is class Sunday here at Saddleback Church. So every campus will be offering classes 101 and 201. And uh, and I know here at Lake Forest, we're also offering class 301 and 401. Other campuses are as well. So if you haven't finished taking class, if you haven't taken that next step, uh, we encourage you to do so. You can go saddleback.com slash class and sign up for a class uh, near you. Also on Saturday, oh, yes, Doug. Uh, did you mention we have two classes? I did not mention our special Thursday night class. We have a special Thursday coming night class. up the following week, May ninth. Wow, look at hey you and in your memory. I, I do. All right, um, so May
0: 5th or May 9th, the afternoon of May 5th, starting at 2 p.m. or the evening of May 9th, I believe starting at 6.30 is what I have in my calendar. It's what it used to be, at least. So feel free not. to come to either of those. If Sundays don't work so great for you, come on Thursday. We're well, yeah. for you. And there will be dinner at that Thursday class. So you get off work, you're busy, shoot over there, grab a sandwich, and take the class.
1: Yeah. Onward. Onward. On Saturday, May 4th. We have our Daniel Plan fitness event is kicking off here. So come and learn. It's not a whole exercise routine. You don't need, you know, you're not going to be uh, guilted into going to the gym every day if you can't. Instead, you're going to be taught moves that you can do from anywhere that you are throughout the day just to help um, strengthen, to help um Get some endurance going, all that kind of good stuff. So if you're not around the Lake Forest camp, it's gonna be live at the Lake Forest campus on Saturday from nine to eleven. If you're not nearby, you can watch the live stream online, saddleback.com slash Daniel Plan Online. That all sounds really, really lovely. <clears throat>
0: now let's get down to the real nitty greedy. The nitty greedy? Nacho Libre. You never seen it? No. I still Wait, you've never seen it? I still have not never seen I oh still have
1: never gosh. seen Nacho Libre. As much as you guys talk about it, I, I would like to, to
0: encourage all our listeners to join me shame. Join me in a moment of silence for okay. Jason's sad state of affairs. Okay. All right, Feel moment the scorn. Moment over. <laughs> Your homework is to watch that for next week. Oh. For next week?
1: <laughs> yeah. I don't know if I could get Alicia to watch that.
0: Okay, okay anyway. Back to the nitty-gritty, <laughs> if I may. <laughs> yeah. We have our good, 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 good friend... Her name is Julie Satoff, and she is the newest member on the Spiritual Maturity Team. Oh, actually, we're called the Spiritual Growth Team now. we uh, That's a big update, too. Yeah. We're called the Spiritual Growth Team. So if you've ever been like, yeah, Spiritual Maturity, what is that? Now you don't have to think about it <laughs> don't anymore. Don't worry about it. Because <laughs> <laughs> we're the Saddleback <laughs> Spiritual Growth Team now, which makes a lot of sense. We're actually really happy about that name change. kind of makes things a little bit more clear what exactly we do and what we're oh, all about. Oh, less explaining time. Needed. But in the meantime, if you do want to email us, it's saddleback.com. That'll probably change at some point when it does change. We will let you know. Anyway, Julie Satoff, newest member on our team, uh, she does a lot of great things on our team. The the main thing that she spends her time and energy on is financial freedom ministries, helping people get control of their financial life and honor God with their resources. We're going to be talking to Julie today because she's got a great story of how she came to Christ and what her personal discipleship journey has been like, and we'll also talk about um, some great resources that Saddleback offers to help you get a grip on your finances. So. Stick around for the theme song. Julie's going to be here in just one second. Julie Satoff is here. Thank you so much for joining us, Julie.
2: Absolutely. Very first
0: appearance on the show. Well, not appearance per se, because we don't have video anymore, but. You're here. Well, she's First at the
1: table. Time at First the table. First time sitting at the table with us.
2: Yes, and I speak more with my, my facial expressions, so this should be fun.
1: I know your hands are in Great. your pockets. I know, so I try
2: not to talk with my hands or face. Talk with your hands, talk with your face.
1: <laughs> Jason and I will just narrate to the listener
0: what your face is doing. Right now, Julie is giving me a somewhat nervous smile.
1: <laughs> a little incredulousness.
2: <laughs>
0: yeah. uh, Julie, can you just tell us real quickly what you do on our team, how long you've been on Saddleback staff? Absolutely.
2: I've been on staff about seven years now, Um, worked for free for seven as well as a full-time volunteer before that. Mm. And for the past seven years, I was on the 301 team, just came over to the 201 team, which is the growth team, which is very exciting. We
0: just made that
1: announcement.
2: Phenomenal. er Obviously
0: the best team of them all. Of
2: growth. Come on now. Yeah. And I'm taking care of the Financial Freedom Ministries. I use that loosely because we have phenomenal volunteers that take care of it, Mm. in truth. But it's neat to be able to shepherd them and and walk them through what it looks like to serve at Saddleback and to really engage people not only in their ministry, but pushing them through the other ministries and the other ways to grow at our church as well
0: feels like it's really in your wheelhouse because you're working so much with volunteers just like you have been for years, Mm -hmm. but now you're just doing it in a different capacity and you're kind of leveraging that for kind of a new realm of of help for Saddleback people. That's cool. Uh, I want to start off, and we'll probably spend most of our time today talking a little bit about your story. Mm -hmm. Uh, You're pretty new to the team, brand new to the show, probably not going to be your last time on here with us, sorry to tell you, you're probably going to be here again. (laughs) Um, So I'd love for you just to... Let both Jason and I get to know you a little bit more, but also uh, all the listeners kind of get a feel for how you came to Christ and, and what your spiritual journey has been like.
2: Absolutely. I have to say right away, no judging allowed. Okay. That's just got to get it out there. You are listening, well, Jason? <laughs> I see your face. I see. <laughs> um, I didn't go to Saddleback. I was born and raised Catholic, went to Catholic school, and I'll never forget it. About seven years old, I would be vacuuming and singing a song at the top of my lungs. I can't sing. I'll add that. What song? Um, Here I am, Lord. Mm. And it says, here I am, Lord. Is it I, Lord? I've heard you calling in the night. I will go, Lord. If you lead me, I will hold your people in my heart. And I remember crying at seven years old, just going, oh, I want to do that. I want to be with you. I want to work with you. Hmm. Well, moving out for the first time around 13 years old, I um, obviously didn't lead a good life at that point on. Hmm. I tend to challenge God more rather than follow what I knew he wanted me to do. It wasn't until I had two children and I was in the middle of a nasty separation. I owned my own company. I was building that up. And someone from Saddleback Church called me and said, hey, we're starting this new ministry. I would love your input on it. Hmm. And I said, don't judge. I don't go to your weird church. You have tents.
1: <laughs> you have so... tents? That was the hill <laughs> was you died It was creepy.
2: On? Yeah, it was creepy.
1: I, and... To be honest, I didn't grow up going to Saddleback Church either. And I would also refer to it as, as kind of the weird church with tents. It was. I had a friend that came here, and I was like, mm, what is that, a circus up there yeah. <laughs>
2: So I thought if I came, they'd make me drink punch. They'd get you oh. in the tent. Oh,
3: just
0: creepy, oh, right? I mean, truly, Ooh.
2: I wasn't a good person at all. I made grown men cry at my company. So it just shows where my heart was.
0: Well, you've done it to me twice already, yeah. and you've only been on the team for a few months. So.
1: Would you say <laughs> that Miranda Priestley was inspired by you from the Devil Wears Prada? Don't do this, Jason.
0: Uh, Don't back yourself man, into a pop culture man. corner that no mm. one else could. I think
2: she's nice. Oh, compared to who I was. Oh, she was a sweet woman. I was not a sweet woman. (laughs) Literally men would walk in with tissue. (laughs) So I would point out every failure they had, or I would just make at one point, oh, this is totally off key. But at one point, my best sales manager was just not a nice guy. And he was Mm. just spreading negativity throughout the team. So he went to lunch and I had his his desk packed up in a box. So he got back and it said, see me. He came in and freaked out, and I said, I'd rather hire five people that could do what you do than have one negative person on the team. And so he actually changed and became the best. Oh, wow. He just needed to be kind of steered. Yeah. So you
0: didn't bring him in and say, hey, I spread the negativity yeah. on this, <laughs> in this company, not you. <laughs> no,
2: yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> okay, so at this stage in the story, Saddleback is the weird church with the tents.
2: Yes, I ended up, I, he said, please, please, I ended up coming with this huge chip on my shoulder to this ministry event, walked in and met the nicest people. Hmm. But they had me fill out an application and just to show where I was on part of this application, it said, uh, what are you currently working on? And I put being less judgmental towards Christians. <laughs> oh, hey. were,
0: were you? did you mean that earnestly or was <laughs> that a passive aggressive day? It was passive aggressive. Like,
2: <laughs> oh, I'll show these weirdos. But everyone I met that night was really nice to the point of, I wanted to come back the next week. Hmm. So I came back the next week, and not one person said I had to go to church to be in this ministry. And I thought, oh, I'll just keep helping them. I knew as a just a complete rule breaker that if they had said I had to go to this weird church, that I wouldn't. Hmm. Well, after three months of coming up every week to even twice a week with this ministry, after three months, I said, hey, I think, I think I'm going to go to church. And you could hear a collective sigh of relief, like, oh thank God. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, wait. She's I'm in so, the Lord's hands now. I'm so curious. <laughs> so, wait, so what was this ministry?
2: The film and media ministry with T C Johnston. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. I
1: was gonna ask that question about that. Oh, she probably already
0: said it, and I'm a Weird, little dumb right? dumb No. <laughs> the film and what ministry? Film and media. What hmm. was
1: that? Like what were your what were your what was the ministry what was the purpose of the ministry?
2: It was to get more um I don't know, just more information out there via video. Where we had great bands at the time with all the different venues we had, Mm -hmm. and we had so many great things going on around the campus that the production team at the time was really overloaded. So, their thought Mm -hmm. was to get all these people in and really help them use their gifts for media and then also uh, get the word out for all these ministries and all these bands that were playing at all.
0: Cool. What made you want to be a part of that ministry to begin with? Like, what what made that invitation? Something you Your would love of rock and roll.
1: Think to accept
2: my love of rock and roll. Um, I was a theater major, and I, I was sing.
1: a theater major.
2: I know you were. What? I hide my. I did not you know you were. were. <laughs> what I was. Oh, and, yep. I'm yes, this is
1: the start of Macy a beautiful. Awards relationship? and everything. Yes. Right. Uh huh.
2: Yep. Got those.
1: Oh, we're gonna have some side conversations after. <laughs> this. Yeah, please save them for the yeah. after the episode.
2: And I don't sing. <laughs> no. <I'm very laughs> <neat>. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Again, just to throw that out. Um, good people though. And so I went to church and I went to Overdrive at the time, which was the hard rock venue. Mm-hmm. And that was right up my alley because I'm a rocker chick. And in that service, I know you guys have heard we've it. We've
1: all heard your ringtones, by the way. We, we Also, know. we've been in your van.
2: <laughs> it's my kid's music. Oh. No, I'm just kidding. Sure. <laughs> no. <laughs> I ended up going to overdrive and uh, Rick was on the screen and I didn't know who Rick was. I didn't know what purpose-driven was or any of that. Hmm. And he said, it doesn't matter who your parents were. They had to come together for that moment to create you because you have a purpose. Hmm. And everything in me went, I do. That's right. God's there. Hmm. And I prayed to God in that moment. Okay, God, I'm going to work on the relationship with you. You work on the relationship with my husband. If it works out great, if it doesn't better because I don't like him. Hmm. But I I made that deal with him that I would start coming to church every single week. And that's hard, especially when you haven't gone in years and years and years to say you'll come every week because it's mm-hmm. easy to go, I'm tired. I've got something else. There, right? Yeah. You had
0: kids sure. at the time already. So yeah, that's right. tiring. You just want to kick back.
2: That's totally. right. So as um that journey started, I I found out I was pregnant. Again, it was like I air quotes Goodbye with my husband. And um, three kids now, walking the walk, trying to learn and trying to do everything I could to become a better person, ended up changing my relationship with my husband. Hmm. So, as I grew and learned, that started to change. And one of the things God asked me to do was I talk to him all the time. He's my best friend. So, I listen, <laughs> Jesus, okay. Um, he asked me to close my company. And coming from a family with a really strong mom who ran her own business, it was very hard because my whole identity had been in my business. Mm. And so when he asked me to close it, not sell it, I went, I don't think I hear you. And so Mm. it took a little while for him to continuously tell me, no, this is what I'm asking you to do.
0: How did he communicate that to you?
2: Um... I pray all the time. I talk to him all the time. And yeah. then reading his word and, and things like, oh, my gosh, I'm going to fear off again. Um, wives, submit to your husbands. I'm like, excuse me? Excuse me? <laughs>
0: I'll see you tomorrow, Bible. <laughs> Seriously.
2: Because I have always been super strong in our relationship. So when I read that, I'm like, man. But we found a way around it.
1: <laughs> okay. Always good insight to find saying, a way around scripture.
2: In our family, I completely believe what the Bible says. Whether I agree with it or not, I absolutely believe that that it was God-breathed. And so mm-hmm. when I read that, I'm like, ah, how do I get around this? Yeah. And so we sat down, um, Chad and I sat down and talked about it and realized it just meant that I could give my opinions, I could give my direction, I could give what I thought should happen, and he had 1% vote over mm-hmm. me. So it's more of 49, 51. So the kids know if something heated's going on. I love, I love heated talk. It's just who I am. So as we're heatedly talking about something, they know he has 1%. So if mom says no, they go, well, dad has 1%. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
3: so
0: that's like really got its way into family Ab- culture now.
2: Absolutely. But it has been hard because there have been times where I've truly, truly disagreed with something. But I've given him that 1% because that's what God asks us to do. Hmm. So it's just a different...
0: So you didn't find a way around it. You you found a way to apply the passage to your marriage in a way that really works and I think is still true to what the scriptures teach.
3: Absolutely. Yeah.
0: There's no change in partnership and we don't change who we are. And well, we change who we are because marriage has a changing influence on us, but it doesn't mean you have to like throw your personality out the window or any of that stuff.
2: So in in that, I had constantly put him down throughout our marriage where he was only a VP at a company, and he only made so much, and mm. I was, I was just not a good person. So closing that company showed him that I was putting my marriage first and my family first. Mm. I did do something wrong, though, because I thought I could get around God, and I thought, well, if I just save this crazy amount as spending money per month and I make it last three years... That'll be good. And maybe I can go back to work in three years and start something again. And because you know, God loves that. Yeah. No. So <laughs> that's
0: finding a way around. Is <laughs> that? Yeah,
2: so it was funny because three years almost to the day later, um, after I had closed the company and and my husband and I, we we just had the best relationship that had grown and been nurtured because of the way I'd changed and then he ended up coming to church was a whole nother story our relationship was doing good. My money ran out and I'm like, oh my gosh, what am I going to do without the spending money? I was kind of starting to freak out. And then my husband lost his job. I went, wait, what?
1: <laughs> this wasn't the Not, plan. Uh,
2: Record no. scratch. <laughs> so then it was Julie zero, God one, because I thought I was getting away with something. Mm-hmm. But thankfully during those years, he was able to work on our marriage with us and make it so strong that even my husband losing his job, us having absolutely no money, hmm. he made it work. Yeah. yeah, remarkable.
0: How did you see? How did you see Chad change during that time? It's it's hard to imagine that as a singular, like a one sided thing. Where mm-hmm. I'm sure you, as you were transforming, there was a lot going on in him as well. Were there any things that you remember seeing change in him and his character and his attitudes and? his approach to marriage?
2: I remember the first time um, I had been at service and I heard about how we had to call on God before calling on anyone else when everything was going wrong. And I used to be the one that would call my friend or a family member and be like, ooh, he's being so mean. And what Mm -hmm. would they do with your friends or family? They go, oh, he's so mean. They agree with you, right? Oh, Oh, poor thing. (laughs) So I'll never forget, we were in the car in front of the house And we're arguing and yelling, and he storms out of the car. And I look down at my phone, and I'm like, okay, God, you told me I'm supposed to talk to you right now. And I don't want to. I want to call my – and I was snarky just talking to him, going, so I'm talking to you instead. I don't know how this is going to help. And as I was snarky to God, Chad got back in the car. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, what do I say? (laughs) And I didn't know what to say because it worked. (laughs) And that was the first time he had ever come back and said, I'm sorry, I shouldn't have acted that way. I'm mm. like, oh, okay, mm. something's changing in him. I don't want to talk and ruin this right now yeah, <laughs> because <yeah. laughs> obviously God's involved. And it wasn't too long after that where um, I had come home from church. He hadn't been going. It had been about two years. And I said, so you don't go to church? He's like, nope, me and God, we talk on the surfboard. We talk on the motorcycle. You know, I, I talk to God and I'm like, awesome. So you believe in him? He goes, of course, you believe Jesus died for your sins. Of course, that is amazing. So do you think he's healing our relationship? He goes, oh my gosh, you've changed so much. He is absolutely, completely healing our relationship. Hmm. I go, okay, so the God who gives us everything, who is obviously saving our marriage and doing so much for us, you make him come to you once a week. He goes, wait, what? What? And I go, well, you're saying you talk to him, but you make him come to you for you to then talk to him. It's on your
0: terms, yeah. That's it. Mm.
2: Instead of you saying, yes, I'll give you an hour once a week out of seven days, 24 hours a day, I will go to church and give that hour to, well, hour, that hour. (laughs) (laughs) Approximately. (laughs) (laughs) He hadn't come yet. (laughs) And... He he thought about that because he's very analytical. So putting it in that direction, he's like, ah, maybe I'll come. Hmm. So he ended up coming once. We're driving here. And it was hilarious because the whole way here, I'm like, okay, God, we got him here. But if he likes it, that's on you. If he doesn't, I'm still going because you're doing so much in my life.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: We pulled up and he saw the trams and people with the lightsaber flashlights. He's all, oh, no,
3: nope,
2: <laughs> <laughs> And so we turned around. And I'm like, that's cool. That's fine. That's okay. I'll come back to the next service. How about lunch? (laughs) Seriously, it freaked him out. And Mm. then he ended up coming again. And...
0: Was it just the scale of everything that overwhelmed him? Or was it just like he felt like that was dorky for his sensibilities mm-hmm. or his exaltation. Yeah, he mm-hmm. just
1: had this built up in his mind.
2: It you know? was Disneyland. Yeah. Yeah. And some people
0: show up and they go, Oh, it's like Disneyland. And other people show up and go, Oh, it's Ugh. like Disneyland.
2: Yeah, it's kind of <laughs> creepy. It I mean, it is. From an outside perspective. From point that of view.
0: from a certain perspective. Exactly.
2: It's not creepy <laughs> at all. I'm sorry. Again, appropriate. Um he ended up coming again, going to the overdrive service, hearing the music he loved with different words. And then of course the guy in front of him had a T shirt on. It said like, um he was pierced too or something. And he had piercings and tattoos and a picture of Jesus. (laughs) I know Doug, you love those That's the
0: kind of stuff that drives me positively insane.
2: Yeah. But it affected anyway. my husband. Yeah. As long, if had it a, had a
0: positive effect.
2: That's great. huge. He had a huge tattoo on the back of his neck. It was Sem- Second Timothy something. And he's looking at me like, oh, my gosh, where are we? This is yeah. this is not the normal Catholic Lutheran church we're used to. And um, in that service, Rick got him to where Rick was so just authentic that he goes, this is not normal. And mm. so he could kind of see what had happened and then started his own journey.
3: Mm. Yeah.
0: <clears throat> Do you think that Chad would have responded to that invitation had God not already been doing a doing so much in you to change you? I and mean, you came to him and said, "Hey, you basically put it to him like you're making God in essence come to you. You're you're making God come to you on your terms." Mm-hmm. Do you think he would have been able to receive that a year or two earlier when things were not so hot? No. So it sounds like what God was doing in you was integral in what God was doing in him and vice versa. That whole that whole scene of him coming back and getting in the car, uh, that sounds like a, <clears throat> a major pivotal moment.
2: Absolutely, because I was such a fighter before that he mm. expected me to continue fighting, mm. or he knows I'd pick up the phone and share what was happening in our lives with whoever was in our lives, which he hated. Mm. So for those two things not to be happening, it showed even more growth. Yeah. So you have to understand, he married a woman that was not nice, and he loved it. So God had to work on him to then fall in love again with a woman who was more God-centered. Yeah. Does that make mm-hmm. sense? Yeah. Because yeah. we've changed so dramatically.
1: I'm curious too, how did these changes affect your parenting and your kids? <gasps> oh, yeah. stopped cussing good and question. throwing
2: things. Well, that's oh, good. That's, that's huge. huge. Yeah. It
1: yeah. was <laughs> <breakthrough. laughs>
2: It was great. Um, I'll never forget my oldest. I can't remember the age he was, but... Um, When I first started serving here, I was running a big mom's group because I couldn't do nothing after closing my company. So uh, I started having them meet on campus in the refinery thinking, Mm -hmm. ooh, I'll get them to church somehow because I'm just that person. And as we'd come and meet, my kids would watch. And after a couple years of doing that, Aiden came up to me and he goes, mom, I can tell you're growing. I go, Mm -hmm. what do you mean? He said, well, in the beginning you would talk about people and you'd gossip and you, you just share things that you probably shouldn't have. And now you don't do that anymore. You mm. try and help people grow. I'm mm. like, I do. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you take a bow, <laughs>
2: right? but it's cool that he, he saw one side of me and then he watched the growth. So he knows it's possible. Yeah. You know,
0: and that's, that's a, a perspective on parents that often the oldest children have mm-hmm. that the younger kids don't always have because they they might see you in the in the Christian side of your life right. and not remember or maybe you weren't even around to see that earlier portion that was maybe a little messier a little bit rougher around the edges. Um, <clears throat> we're just reading a book on our team, which I'll plug real quick. Cause I think it ties, you know, pretty neatly into what we're talking about here, but a book called the spirit of the disciplines, which is from like 19, I was looking at the copyright page it's from like 1988 or something like that. Dallas Willard. It's like in the eighties. No, I, I think it was 1980. Yeah. Well, I was just curious because as I was reading it, I was like, wow, this is like really timely stuff. I wonder how long ago he wrote this. And then I flipped over. I'm like, it was like 1980. I was like, yeah. that's. It's it's, it's ama- when when really great stuff is written like that it's it holds true you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but we just we just read the first chapter and discuss it as a team. And the first chapter is all about how you you don't become like Jesus by performing like him in those in those clutch moments when like all eyes are on you and and when you're in the the you know that that, cr- that crucial pivotal moment you become like Christ by living day in and day, day out the way of life that he lived doing the spiritual disciplines that he did doing the work focusing on the relationship with Jesus with with God focusing on prayer focusing on um you know mastering yourself fasting and all those kinds of things there's all these disciplines that roll together to help produce Christ likeness in us um we don't become like Jesus just by saying yeah when i'm confronted you know in the public square with a person who's, you know, suffering, this is how I'm gonna act, or you don't that's not how you achieve Christ likeness. So it sounds like you've been you, you've seen some of that in your story where as you've been digging into the disciplines and doing the work of the relationship with Jesus, that um, that has become that has shown itself in external behaviors that then become visible to your kids and to your husband and to well, to all of us. I mean, we get to see now the, the woman that you've become in that time. It's how the
1: little things Or end up what's what affects the big things is when you have Christ like this in all the little things, you are able to approach the big things.
0: Yeah, it was your discipline in prayer, it was your discipline in going to church week in and week out, you know.
2: So, my character hates the word discipline. But yes. <laughs> it's <the> a <laughs> it practice. It was I have that um we joke about it last year at PD a pastor had come up and he said that he was convicted 3 times. He's like, mm. "How do you keep such a love of Jesus and such a love of the word?" And I go, "Well, I have that childlike, I'm so excited about it. And if mm. it says it that we have to do it." And I think that I I haven't Because I strayed so far that I came back, and I have that wonder of, well, if the Bible says it, let's do it, because I want to be blessed. Well, if the Bible Mm. says it, I don't understand. Let's do it. And I fail all the time at that. (laughs) But... We can always go back and go, that's right. Okay, I'm sorry. This is what I should do. This is what I should have done. And I I seriously, I'm the queen of apologies. I did it to you, Doug, when I first came on the team, because I'll do something or I'll say something or I'll fib in some way and I'll come back on, oh my gosh, I totally lied. I don't know what you're talking about. Or hmm. I'm sorry I was so harsh. Or there was a woman that came on staff. Oh my gosh, I probably shouldn't say this either. But she was...
0: (laughs) We'll be the judge of that. Amazing,
2: It's appropriate. Amazing gal, super smart, gorgeous, young, irritating, because she's so beautiful. And she was (laughs) on stage. And I was sitting in the audience, and I went, why is she up there? First thought. Hmm. Second thought, oh my gosh, I can't believe I just thought that. Third thought, oh my gosh, help me to pray for her every time I see her, because how dare I Hmm. want something that she's doing and she's so gifted at Hmm. and so then i went to use it as a teaching point with a group and i went up to her and i said hey can we talk for a minute she goes yeah and i go i'm going to talk about you when i'm teaching and i just want you to hear it first because if it comes back around i want to make sure we're good she's like i don't know what you're saying
0: yeah she was probably so blindsided (laughs) by that she was freaked
2: yeah and so I just, I shared her the story. I said, I want to apologize that right away I was jealous and I want to act on that. But thankfully God pulled me back. And so I just want to apologize and know that I'm, I'm going to be your biggest cheerleader now and I'm going to mm. continue praying for you and, and hope that you grow. And I just know that I'm here. Mm. And she did look at me like I was absolutely insane. She's like, okay, security. Seriously. She's like,
1: Tanya Harding? Yeah. No.
2: Yeah. Security is called a lot. That's weird. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well, that shows tremendous growth. Um, <clears throat> you 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 talked a second ago about how your relationship with God's word is. If it says it, you got to do it.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Like you you see it there. You you know that it's what God wants you to do, so you do it. But you've also admitted to being a major rule challenger, rule mm-hmm. breaker.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: How did you come to the point where you decided that the that the Bible was going to have authority in your life? Like, how, how did you? So you're a rule breaker at so many other levels, but when it comes to God's word, you've decided, and, and again, or not again, but as we've said before on the show, we don't want to paint the picture of the Bible as being this list of rules because it's not. Right. It's a story of mankind and of his relationship with God. But how did you come to the point where you were willing to make the Bible, uh, to give the Bible that authoritative place for you?
2: It's a good question. I think it helps that um, even at seven, I had that open conversation with God Hmm. where I truly believed he was in control. And so when I came back to faith and I gave my life over, I watched him changing me. I mean, you look at the mirror every day and, Hmm. you know, changing so drastically, I realized I need to make sure that I'm doing what he wants because we all know good and bad, but do Mm -hmm. we really? We don't unless we're reading the word. And so the more I read and the more I prayed, the more I saw good, Mm -hmm. bad, or indifferent because, you know, sometimes he puts us in challenging situations, but knowing he's always there to help. Mm -hmm. And as I, I use the word, as soon as I'd start to stray, I'd watch him, course, correct. Or I'd mm. watch things get a little wonky or just that, that voice of you. Open, oh, I've got a story. It's so bad. It's not so bad. <laughs> okay. Perfect. I uh, how you set up <laughs> all these. Uh, I'm sorry. There's telling a Telling us where to edit. <laughs> sorry. Um, I was part of the women's ministry and I said, God, I don't want to be part of any women's ministry. Cause again, I, I usually hired narcissistic old men and so I wasn't used to the women thing. He had me join this women's ministry. The leader at the time said, oh, you've got leadership capabilities. I'm like, duh. And again, (laughs) I was growing still.
3: You're
0: like, yeah, watch this. Hey, you do that. that."
2: (laughs) But these women in the women ministry at the time, they were beautiful, polished, put together, perfect Orange County housewives in my jaded opinion. So coming in, I'm like, oh, I'm so not like these people. So I constantly be a challenger. Well, at one point we had the women of faith people coming and the leader goes, oh, I want you at this lunch. All these women are going to be there. Sweet. Hmm. So I wasn't invited again. Hmm. I showed up that night and I'm like, where is everybody? I don't understand. There wasn't a lunch. And then all the women came in. They're all, oh, hi, hi, hi. Oh, we were just at lunch. I'm like, are you freaking kidding me right now? This is not okay. So I prayed to God instead of emoting. Said, God, I am so sorry. I don't want to be here. Please take me out of here. I can sneak away. They won't even know. Well, the leader walks out with another woman and goes, okay, to this other woman, you're going to stay in here and pray. Julie's going to go get water for the speakers. And the woman goes, no, I can do that. I'm like, she can do it. I'll pray. We're good. Debbie said, no, go ahead and go into the back and give them water. And the whole time I'm like, God, I'm here to give water. Are you kidding me? I told you I could leave. Maybe I can give water and just leave. So went back gave them water, sat down on this couch and looked, there's a Bible. And I went, oh, okay, I'll get in the word. So I opened up the Bible and it went right to you're in, you're on their lips, but not in their hearts. I'm like, Oh, you hear what I'm thinking bad. Right. And then in the next verse, it says, test me. Mm-hmm. I'm like, ah, oh, I just became someone who I don't like. And so I said, God, again, I am so sorry. Help me pray for people. The second I feel any envy, the second I feel any jealousy, because that's not of you. Yeah. So it just goes back to everything can be found in the Word. You yeah. just have to have to have that heart to look for it.
3: Yeah.
0: So you, you saw that it had transforming power. There, there are a lot oh. of rules that I'm sure you challenge that are just arbitrary, and those are the rules that are like the easiest to just be like, no, I'm not going to do that. That's stupid. But then you start doing the things that are that are commanded in the scripture, and you start realizing, oh, this actually works when you do it,
2: <laughs> and it's fun because you can actually be a rule breaker by following the word.
0: That's yeah, true. Sure. You can be saying. a bit of a rabble rouser. That helps me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, yeah, I'm a radical Jesus follower.
2: <laughs> I'm a Jesus freak.
0: I kind of, I kind of like what you said. I don't want to take us on like a big tangent here, but I liked what you said about the way that God spoke to you, even, even as a little girl,
3: because
0: hmm. um, I've got two little kids now, and I see the way. I, I really think that God has a special way of reaching into the hearts of little kids. And I think that they're, they're receptive to things that we lose our sensitivity to when we get older. But I, I just, I think, uh, you know, for parents listening, I I, I would encourage any parent to, to pray for that for their kid. I mean, w- what would your life have looked like if God had not, you know, moved in your heart in those special ways when you were little? Um, and that's the kind of thing I want for my kids. Um, so I think it's cool that God was kind of preparing the way for you all the way back, like all the days of your life, God was planning something. He was he was plotting for you to become a certain kind of person.
2: And even how parents' prayers don't go void, yeah. where mm-hmm. when I had strayed so far, my mom still prayed for me daily that I would get to know God again, and I, I'd come back to the faith. And, I mean, I would laugh at her and be mean to her and be like, whatever, you and your religion, and look at me now. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Gotta gets the last laugh always <laughs> always we wanna make a slight pivot then to talk about how you are now on our team and you oversee mm-hmm. all the financial ministries, mm-hmm. and that was a part of your background as you have a background in in the financial in having a lot of money in, ha- well, <laughs> in yeah. and yeah well, those cheers left. you hear are <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so so this change has happened pretty recently, like mm-hmm. in the last six months. So can you talk a little bit about not only your background in finances and why this is a, a a a transition that fits but also talk about how you see finances playing a role in um in a person's spiritual journey and what that looks like
2: I love that I'm still I'm still walking into it and I'm still trying to get my sea legs um coming from a financial background it It seemed like an easy fit because logically, owning a company and all that entails, and being raised with my mom using the envelope system, where if you don't know that, see Dave Ramsey. Mm -hmm. She didn't study Dave Ramsey, she just used the envelope system. (laughs) So, finances have such a huge part of our lives, especially in Southern California. I Mm -hmm. mean, it's what you have and, and what you give, and on and on and on. But when it comes biblically, generosity is more the word. So Mm -hmm. generosity with your times, talents, treasures. So part of that is financial. And we know where our money goes, our heart goes. Mm -hmm. We will spend money on what our heart's with. Well, as we grow and learn in Christ, um, we had a meeting the other day in the finance freedom ministry. And I said, okay, raise your hand. If as soon as you heard the word tithing, you're like, woo, I'll get some money away. (laughs) And everyone's like, no.
0: And everyone's arms fell off.
2: Seriously. (laughs) Seriously. And it's not something that is is readily ex- – people get excited about, right? Mm-hmm. But we know that as soon as you start giving, that God blesses us exponentially, where even in, in times of difficulty – I'm going to go off on a tangent again. Um, my husband had lost his job, was out for about two and a half years. I was praying the whole time because I don't know if y'all know, but at church, you don't make much money. So <laughs> – Yes. Just say that. <laughs> I've
1: observed this. The whole Thanks country. for bringing it up yeah. again. <laughs> yeah. All pastors was, just
2: went, yeah.
0: I was just getting over that.
2: <laughs> so, two and a half years of surviving on my income only, which is absolutely insane. Uh-huh. So, I had started praying, God, I'm still tithing. I know you don't want me to still tithe because you know we're having a hard time on our family, right? So, it's for our family. We're not going to spend it. On crazy thing. We're gonna buy food and pay bills. So that's, a, that's okay, right? As I'm talking, he's not talking back to me. And I'm like, oh, come on. So I'm reading the word and moving past passages that I think are telling me no. And then at one of the services
3: <laughs> st- <laughs> <clears throat> really, nope, <laughs> a little <laughs> nope, stubborn one. still.
2: One of the services, uh, buddy and Tom were talking, and they said that every answer is in the Bible. And I said i A P. I'm not gonna say it out loud. sorry, excuse me. (laughs) And I went, ah, there's my answer. I, I can't not give because regardless of what we don't have and what we can't pay, it's all God's. He, Mm. he gave it all to us. So I said, Oh, I'm so sorry that I wanted to do that. I trust you. Mm. And in the next month, my husband got a job. It just crazy. Yeah. But he had to get us to that point where I'm like, I'm going to break the rule. I'm not going to do this. I, He had to have me really say, you know, it's yours. I'm sorry. But back to Finance Freedom Industries. So we've got amazing things here. Um, I didn't even know how much we had where we have the ability. We have one-on-one coaches. Mm. One-on-one coaches for not only our members, but for anyone Mm. in the community. Mm. That's insane. Yeah, that's
0: such a valuable tool.
2: So they they call in. We send them a, hey, give us your financials, not like in a creepy way, but in a, hey, we want to help you way. They send them back and meet with a coach one-on-one and really get a good sense of where they're at and where they need to go. Hmm. And we don't only have people that call in that are in desperate situations. We have inf- retirement. My kid's going to college. What do I do? Yeah. Um, I My parents just moved in. My kid moved in again. You know, things <laughs> like that where they can help. Help get that one-on-one coaching it's yeah.
1: it's worth saying too that these coaches are volunteers and which is amazing yeah. um yes yeah. my wife and i went um and did a financial coaching meeting uh twice actually when we were getting married we met with a coach and then when we were looking to buy our our condo that we have now we met with a coach just to say okay make sure you know mm-hmm. What is smart? <laughs> what can we do? What shouldn't we do? All oh, that's it's, it's Isn't totally that valuable. amazing. Yeah, yeah. And
2: they'll do that for our members and people in yeah. the community. It's remark people from all over the world will call in when they find out about it, which is really cool. Mm-hmm. And premarital, mm-hmm. who doesn't need that before they get married? I mean, yeah. that's a huge topic of debate in marriages where mm-hmm. finances, yeah. right?
0: And it's usually a small part of a normal premarital counseling, you know, session with someone who's you know going through the. A well-rounded approach to the relationship, but having a focus on finance, oh yeah, that's huge. Um, how can people get How can people get in touch with the counselor if they want to?
2: Um, they call the Financial Freedom Ministries phone number here at cool. Saddleback Church.
0: We'll put it in the show notes. Excellent. Great. Excellent.
2: We what also else? have classes. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a class we do Dave Ramsey's Financial Peace University, which is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. It's a ten-week series, and it really digs into how to treat your finances, how to set up that envelope system we talked about, how to never use credit cards, all of that, which is remarkable. Um, In that last session, we surveyed 30 people. We had 75 people there. 30 people paid off over $145,000 in debt in 10 weeks. Sheesh. Is that amazing? It's ridiculous. They cut up 80 credit cards. That just nice. shows how many credit cards we live on, right? <laughs> so it. Do you melt all the works. credit
0: cards down into like a class trophy or something <laughs> like that? Smart. That'd be really legit. We've got
2: gardening shears. <laughs> we make it fun.
0: I saw some people after the last cl- after this because you you just graduated a class like a a couple weeks ago, right? Yep. Yeah. 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 I saw some people posting online that they had completed the class. They were super proud and excited about their financial future. FPU Financial Peace University. I know when I uh, I haven't gone through a, f- a full like a full course, but I. I remember listening through all the Dave Ramsey teaching mm-hmm. through that course, and I remember just thinking, I, I remember how excited I got about the future. Like I thought, oh, you know, you can actually build a, a a great and bright financial future, even if you don't make a ton of money. You can still, if you make good choices and you make them at the right time, you can still build a really uh, a really exciting, you know, financial future down the road. Um, and that was really exciting. I found that to be really. Uh, really encouraging and kind of shifted my perspectives on money in a lot of big ways. So that's a great one. We'll uh, link in the show notes to probably saddlebat.com slash personal finances. Finance. Yes. Where they can get all this stuff.
2: Financial freedom ministries, actually.
0: com slash financial freedom ministries. Mm-hmm. Cool. Mm-hmm. We'll include that. Cool. What else?
2: Um, we have seminars. So seminars come out throughout the year, anywhere from trust and estate planning to again, information about college, retirement, um, s- Teaching your kids how, how to deal oh, with money. Yeah. I mean, there's so many great ones. We know the econ- economy might take a turn fairly hmm. soon. So we're not excited about that, of course. It's heartbreaking. However, we will have so many tools available. So yeah. as the economy, you know, ebbs and flows, just know that the local churches have so much information that can help. Hmm. And Financial Peace University, and we have one um, financial freedom workshop. Yes, they both talk about biblical standards, not the whole way through, though. So we have yeah. a lot of people, again, that come from our community, come meet people that are going through the exact same thing. I mean, mm. we all go through the same thing in, in Southern Orange County and across the world right now, technically. yeah, It's such a great way to link arms with people and have accountability. because. Oh, yeah. Nothing happens without accountability. We learned that in CR and so many other places where we need someone across from us going, why did you get Starbucks five times? You could have paid off that credit. You know, things like that.
1: What's nice too on the website um, is there's also some videos on there already. So you can go and watch. I think it's the budget workshop videos Mm -hmm. are already on there with like the worksheets and stuff um, there to download. So even if you don't live in the area and you can't come to one of the workshops or you can't. You know, just call in and make an appointment for a coach. Mm -hmm. Is there are resources on the website uh, that you can watch and and start using right now?
2: There Mm. is so much on the website when it comes to Saddleback and what we provide, and then Dave Ramsey's everywhere. So wherever you are, you can find a a class.
0: Sweet. All right. We got to wrap up here in a couple minutes. Closing remarks Uh, Any word of encouragement to somebody who's uh, maybe at the earlier stages of their discipleship journey? And they're still in that place, well, we're kind of all still in this place, I am at least, where you're following Jesus, but you've also got, you still know you got a lot of cleaning up to do on the inside. Mm. What's some advice that you would give to somebody who's just still trying to work that process?
2: I think the first thing is attend church weekly. Mm. And I know that's hard in our, um, just in our culture, because it is all about me. So I'd say attend church weekly, and then whatever verses they go through in church go home and highlight those verses in your bible mark them pencil them whatever you have to do because that automatically draws you to the verses before and after and before you know it a month later two months later you've already read so much of the bible you're <laughs> in shock so that's good because that gets it in be in a small group i i had five small groups that were crazy because of me, I was. The,
0: the back, the <laughs> Why back can't in there. I find a good group? Oh, Maybe I'm there, yeah, it was me.
2: Um, finally found a group, so it does take time. Yeah. So people say, "Oh, I was never called," or "No, it didn't work." It works. You just have to find the right one because we need that accountability. And don't make it just a social. Yeah, which we can tend to do. Make it you have to be in the work. You have to have something to study. And we can even make the excuse of, "Well, there's no good studies out right now." Open your freaking Bible. <laughs> read the Bible. <laughs> so start Matthew, start somewhere. Proverbs, Psalm, whatever. Just yeah. read the Bible. Huge. And pray every day. Hmm. We whine every day. We talk to God every day, but we don't talk to the God who is in control. He, he's everything. He's created hmm. everything. He knows everything and can help in so many ways. But just like our kids, if they don't tell us what they need, we we can assume we know. Yeah. God wants to hear us ask. He wants to hear us. So I think those are the, the three biggest things for me is make mm. sure you're going to church. Make sure you're in a small group. Absolutely, positively pray every single day. Mm. And if you think you're like, oh, I don't go to church or whatever, because people are like that, right? Because I was. Everybody mm-hmm. goes to the bathroom. Correct.
1: Yes, that is true. I'm listening. I think there's a book somewhere around that title. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. you Everybody. Must kids. Around. <laughs> yeah.
2: Put a Bible in the bathroom. I guarantee you're going to sit down and you can read one verse a day. That's 365 verses a year. It's a start.
0: <laughs> I guarantee you're going to sit down. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> Well, you heard it here, folks. Let's leave it there. We're not going to soar to any heights greater than that. <clears throat> Julie, thanks for making time to come and be with us today. Thanks yes. for the invitation. Always a good time to chat with you. You will be invited back. You uh... <laughs> will be invited you will back. Be. <laughs> <laughs> After a stern talking talk. <clears throat> All right, everybody, thanks for listening. Thanks for just giving us a little bit of your time this week. We love you. We'll see you next Tuesday. If you enjoyed this episode, consider giving us a rating or a review on iTunes. If you do, you'll help other people find us in the future. You can also listen to these episodes on YouTube. Subscribe to the Saddleback Church YouTube channel for these conversations, plus lots of video content. And if you're already listening to us on YouTube, subscribe to the Doable Discipleship podcasts on Apple Podcasts or your favorite app, so you can listen in the car or wherever else you go. Don't forget to visit saddleback.com doable to check out all our previous episodes. And go to saddleback.com slash grow to find spiritual growth resources and view a calendar of upcoming events. Lastly, you can always get in touch with us by emailing maturity at saddleback.com. Send us your thoughts. Send us your questions, your Bible questions, your life questions, whatever. Who knows? Your question just might inspire an upcoming episode. Thanks again for tuning in to Doable Discipleship. I'm Doug Jones, and I hope you'll join us again next week.